Simon, because he's so worthy of the praise of his people. He is magnificent. Fantastic. We love Jesus. Hey, can we, uh, we're going to pray together. Is that all right? Why don't we stay standing as I pray? Father God, we thank you for the privilege of being in the house of God this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that we're amongst each other, but you are here too. And we thank you, Lord, for every life here. We thank you, Lord, that you love them, you care for them. And Father God, you want to see them go forward in life and reach their full potential in you. So we give you this morning. I thank you, Lord, you speak through me and our lives get touched and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen, amen. Thank you very much. You can grab your seats. What a delight to be here. As your pastor said, we've had him many times, Sunday evenings out at Silverwater. He's uh, preached at some of our uh, care services. The man can preach. Your pastor is an incredible preacher and a great man of God. So thank you for uh, always being out there. I think one of the times he preached, one of our Christmas care services on a Thursday, I don't think I've seen such a high portion of people in a room ever give their lives to Jesus. It was like, must have been over 50% of people responding to the altar call. Just simply stunning. And uh, just the whole, uh, the whole family, uh, just so talented. It's kind of scary. See, my daughter, Sienna, goes to North Cross Christian School, and the Lucas boys have been through there. And when there's a sports carnival, a running carnival, and Ben's racing, it's like, oh, there's Ben, who's coming second? And you look about four kilometers this way to see who's in second place, because he's like, he's always coming first. And then, uh, I think it was last year, my daughter went to her first swimming carnival, and the day before the carnival, we got the little program. And you see at the back of the North Cross Christian School swimming program, it has the school records. And it goes like this. If you get it and you flip it over and you look to the boys' section, it's just Lucas, 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 someone else, Lucas, 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 Lucas. Just about the whole thing is just Lucas. Talented family, amazing family, full of passion and love. Why don't we give it up for your pastor and his beautiful family. They are outstanding. And uh, we love them uh, deeply, and we've just enjoyed connecting with them, particularly over recent years. And do you know what I love? That we're family here. Uh, I may not have had the privilege of meeting you yet, but we're all reaching uh, this city for Jesus Christ. Whether we go to the Silverwater campus, the Roselle, we're at Oxford Falls, we're all on the same course of seeing people one for Jesus Christ. So it's good to be here today together, and uh, you are outstanding people, and uh, Joe and Ruthie about to get married. Look out for this power couple. Um, isn't that exciting to what uh, God will do for them in the future? Yeah, I want to give them a round of applause. And uh, so here we are. We're uh, preaching into a series on faith. Everyone say faith. What a great thing to be preaching into. And uh, we kicked it off last week with Pastor Phil. And the first time I ever spoke ever in a public arena was in year seven at high school, I was at my inter-school Christian fellowship uh, called ISCF, anyone heard that before? At Pittwater High School on the Northern Beaches, and when I was asked to talk, guess what I talked on? I talked on faith. <laughs> and I actually have it right here, this is the piece of paper that I, uh, I preached on. It was so long ago, I have liquid paper on there. That's right, there is liquid paper on the top there. And uh, this was it. And uh, actually, I actually used a fair few, some pretty good scriptures, which is good. And that'll be going up on eBay for the highest bidder after the service here today. So that's the first time it was on faith. But it was so great to hear from Pastor Phil on this last week. And here we go today, and we're talking about steps of faith. Faith is so critical for the Christian walk, isn't it? 
You know, we can't be saved without faith, but we also can't please God without faith. We read in the Word of God. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We need to have faith. Faith pleases Jesus. Without it, we don't get there. And we know, I love that story in Luke 8, where Jesus is asleep in the boat and the big storm comes up. The big storm comes up and in Luke 8, 24, it says, And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And there was calm. But what did he say to him? He said, where is your faith? Jesus was really clear. We need to have faith in this life. And I just love that here today, that we can spend some moments over this series and today looking at where are we in our faith journey? Where are each, how are we going? Because I believe that God wants us to be moving forward. Our faith should be increasing. It should be going to a bigger place that we shouldn't ever get kind of stuck, that our faith should be progressing. That's where God would want us to be. It should have momentum. It should be moving forward because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There should be things that are not yet taking place in our life, but we're believing they're coming to pass. We're believing that they're around the corner. We believe that they're coming. When I looked into that verse, the word there, substance of things hoped for, that word hoped, elpizio, actually has another meaning within it of trust. Like we're really believing and we're trusting in God that things are going to come to pass. Because we need to be moving forward, we need momentum, and sometimes you find yourself stuck. I remember as a young man, I was uh, playing touch football, Oztag, uh, with some uh, men from the Oxford Falls campus. There was people uh, like uh, Mark Wiseman and Brendan Giles and some, some names that have been around for a long time. And uh, I was out on the field on this day and I grew up playing a lot of rugby and I used to have a, an okay sidestep. And it used to work pretty well. I was never big. So when you're on the footy field playing tackle particularly, you had to get around them somehow. And I just knew if there was a big guy coming at me, a bit of a one of those, and he'd go that way. And I, So one day I'm playing Oztag, and I had the ball in my hand, and I had someone come up to me, and I did the HT sidestep and got around that guy, and I ran a bit further. Another guy came at me, and I did the same thing again. I got around Tim, and the sideline was ahead of me. So I started running down the side, and this guy with a reasonable amount of pace started coming across the field, and I just thought, I know exactly what I'm going to do this guy. I've done it once. I've done it again a second time. He's going to give me the old sidestep. So as I went for one more massive sidestep, all of a sudden, the knee didn't do what it did the first two times. And my knee went sidewards. I fell through the air onto the ground. I heard a massive snap. I laid there in absolute agony. I got driven home that day. That night, my knee was like a balloon. I had my MRI scan the next day, and I'd snapped my anterior cruciate ligament. It wasn't a lot of fun. So anyway, I went off, and uh, a number of days later, I was uh, taken to hospital for a knee reconstruction. Uh, the way my doctor did it, uh, which I think was uh, kind of new technology back then, I'm not sure if it's still getting used, but they actually take a little bit of your hamstring out of your leg, and they kind of fold that around it, and then they put it into your knee, and they, they bolt it on with some screws. So I'm having this, I've had this knee reconstruction, 
and I'm in the hospital and I'm coming out of being under the anesthetic and uh, I'm in my room and it was with like within an hour or two of this major operation, a physiotherapist comes into my ward and I'm like, okay, hi, kind of thinking to myself, why are you here? Like, I've just had this knee reconstruction. There's not a lot I can do right now. And they're like, okay, up you get. I'm like, beg your pardon? Like, yeah, up, we're walking. I'm like, thinking to myself, we're walking? <laughs> a few hours ago, I had like scalpels and bolts and, you know, screws and we're walking. I'm like, yep, yeah, we're walking. So this physiotherapist got me out of my bed and got me and I couldn't believe it. I was like, we're walking, started to get me to walk straight away, took me down the corridor, even found some stairs and said, I want you to walk up a couple of stairs. Watch this, just, we're walking, we're walking. They knew the best way for recovery, the best way to go forward was not to go and rest, it. you had to get the thing moving, it had to get strength back in. And I think sometimes in our faith, we've got to make sure that we're, we're not stuck, that we're not stagnant, that we're moving forward, we're getting momentum, we're actually going and moving forward. And even for us that have been Christians for a long time, sometimes we find ourselves stuck. But I believe here today, as we go through today, that we can get encouraged in our hearts to keep moving in Him. Who's keen for some momentum today? Why don't we give Jesus a round of applause? T.D. Jakes, a great uh, church builder, a preacher from the United States, says this, faith becomes a bridge between where I am and where I want to go. Faith is the bridge to get there. Faith is the thing that we have to go through to get to where we want to go in life. It just is how it is. And we've got to make sure that we are there and we are people of faith. And what I love about being a person of faith with Jesus is how good is that that we're not out there on our own. We're partnering with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that we're doing life with Him and we're taking life for all that it's worth and we're moving forward. Because some things in life, they just need faith to happen. And they need momentum and they need steps. I spent eight years trying to buy a house. I was keen to buy a house. I, I felt like I took some of the initial steps of flicking through the paper and, and circling some houses to go. And I got in the car and I, I looked at houses. It feels like I've been to every street on the northern beaches looking at houses. But I just never got there until one day it was just like, I had, to go another, I had to go further in that. I had to, I had to say, yeah, we are, we're, we're going, we're going to see the house, we're going to put offers in the house, we're going to get the house looked at. We had to, had to take some further steps. I was kind of taking some little steps, but I had to be bolder. I had to be full of bigger faith to get the house. And sometimes we've just got to make sure we're moving forward, we're taking the steps. So here today, what is it for you? What is your next step? Because it's going to be different for us all. Maybe you're here today and you just know that you need to start to attend a connect group. I heard of our beautiful friend before who's about to get this possible award. You know, she runs a connect group. There's connect groups here in the house of God. And they're going to help us. But sometimes we kind of get a bit stuck and we just go to the connect group. Maybe that's here for you today. Maybe you're here today and you're like, oh, I just know. I just feel I should have done it by now. I, I should be starting that connect group. Maybe it's like... Today, you come up and you say, today's the day. I'm making a start. I'm putting a date on it. I'm making a place. I'm going to put a connect group on. I'm going to connect with people. I'm going to love people. I'm going to serve them tea. I'm going to serve them coffee. I'm going to make them a cake. I'm going to go to a cafe. Do something like that. They're, they're steps of faith 
and they have great, great things for our future in them if we would just get into them. Maybe you're here today and you're like, oh, I've got to be bolder inviting people to the house of God. There is no greater place for our souls on a Sunday morning than the house of God. We can all be part of inviting neighbours, inviting friends, inviting families. Maybe you've, been, you've had too many no's. Don't stop at the no's. Keep going till you get the yeses. Be someone who says, I'm going to keep moving forward and stepping out in faith. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I need that miracle for my healing. I'll tell you what, there's a miracle in Jesus for you. Go for that miracle. Believe in that miracle. Declare that miracle over your life. Maybe you're here today and you need the house. That's your thing. Maybe it's the new job. Maybe it's that partner. Maybe you're here today and you know that you should be doing more serving in the house of God. Join a team. Do more on the team. There are great steps of faith that you can take. They expand us as people. They make us bigger people. They enable the greatest thing on planet earth sometimes. You're building the house of God to extend this to the world. That is fulfilling. That is great for us in our lives. And I love when we take these steps, what happens? A number of weeks ago, we, uh, we run a Thursday service at Silverwater for a lot of people in the community. We call it one of our care services. And uh, we've just opened up what we believe to be Sydney's biggest clothing room. We've got, it must be like 300 square metres, two massive rooms full of free clothing for people in the community that need it. Anyway, my wife was there speaking as we opened these new rooms about five or six weeks ago. And as she was speaking, this family came to our church. There was like 13 of them. They were brand new. They had never been to our church, mainly because they'd only arrived in Australia like eight days before. They were from Syria. They're what we'd consider refugees. And as my wife met these people, they were beautiful people. They were dignified. They were intelligent. Most of the family spoke three or four languages. But they had to flee what was once their home. And they're in a new land. They're in a new territory. My wife met them. She connected with them because God had been working on her hearts for years to have a heart for people like this. And as she started to hear their, their story, she found out that they are, these people, most of them are arriving into Sydney and they're getting put up in the one apartment building. It's called Quest Apartments out in Bella Vista, out around Castle Hill. And as my wife started to hear this, she started to, to, to get an idea of maybe as a church we could put something more on, put, put a meal on for them, put a, put a service on, have some music, have a, a message of hope. So my wife started to, to go through this journey and it was a massive step of faith. And within two weeks, we had booked the room, we had a team and we went out there and we've been there for the last three or four weeks in Bella Vista, Friday mornings at 10 o'clock, delivering a message of hope, beautiful food that these people love, and we're delivering Jesus Christ to these people. But it was a step of faith. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause? And do you know what I love about that? I, I kind of handle the budget out at Silverwater. I'm kind of more even in our personal lives with my wife and I. We didn't really have the money. This wasn't planned in the budget to go and hire this whore. But who knows as you step out, God moves. He places things on the hearts of people. So about three weeks ago, my wife was giving an announcement in our church about this, and there was a lady in our church, and that morning, she knew through Instagram, I think, that we'd started this service. She felt the Lord say to her, you need to give $300 towards this service. An hour and a half later, she's in church. My wife gets up to tell the church what's happening, and she says this, and she said, you know, we're, 
we're feeling blessed. We're stepping out in faith. We've got this room that's meant to be $800 to hire at the Quest Apartments, but they've been really good to us, and they're giving it to us every week for $300. So there we have this girl who feels the... And there we have my wife saying it. So she came up to my wife and said, I've got it covered for this Friday. My wife was speaking to her sister this week. She lives in Victoria, telling her about it. She's like, I've got it this week. Like as my wife has just gone out in faith, as she's moving, the body of Christ is moving, God is moving, and things are getting achieved. Isn't that magnificent? I love this. This is exciting as we step out. Because so often we think, oh, I haven't got the time, or I haven't got the energy, or I haven't got the finances, but we live this life when we have God at the center, when Jesus Christ is our Lord, then I tell you what, supplies that we met, what we think we won't have enough of, we will have enough of. We're partnering with Him, and it's an exciting, it's a magnificent way to live, and we can believe in faith that great and mighty things will come to pass when we partner with Him, because faith is not by, uh, it's, it's not by side, is it? We can't always see things in the natural. I'm a golfer. Sometimes you get up on a hole and you, you feel the wind gushing from the left to the right. You might see the creek down on the right and you, you get the driver and you're like, okay, I've got to aim down the left because as soon as I hit that ball into the flight, the wind will get it. I don't want it to go into the creek and I'll aim and it will come back. You know in life sometimes with God, you've got, you got the same driver in your hand. The wind's coming. That's what the natural's doing. But it's like you've got to actually aim straight at the creek. You're aiming at the creek, but as soon as you strike that ball, it's like God starts to change things. That creek all of a sudden is not on the right anymore, it's on the left. The wind that was coming from the left to the right, there's no wind. And all of the bite of the ball just comes around perfectly. That's what it's like with God. Sometimes in the natural, and I don't know how that can happen. How, how can I fit in a connect group? I feel so busy. There's time, I tell you. As you make space, He will come through. How can... There's just always a way with God. He's got a way of helping us to achieve the desires of our hearts, the things that will build His kingdom. He's just like that. And the steps that we've all got to take, we've got to keep taking them. We've got to all keep taking them. And I've had to take steps. For 15 years, I was out in the marketplace. I had a great job at an IT company. I was a national sales manager. I was on a, a deal in our company where I got 100. My, my wage wasn't like a retainer. It was just a 100% uh, commission. So every time we sold something, I got commission off it. And I'll tell you what, that works pretty well when you join the company and the sales do this for like five, six, seven, eight years straight. God was really good to me. Do you know the day came where I just felt that, that tug, that pull, that, that it was changing, there was, there was a change coming that, that that wasn't going to be my future, but building the house was. And if I was to look at the peak of what I was earning there and what I was about to walk into, most people would say, hold on, that, that doesn't look good in the natural, Hartley. Look at, just, just do, get the calculator out up there and now you're going to go down to here. You've got a family, you've got more kids coming, you've got all of these things happening. But you know, but God, as you step out and we can trust Him if he is calling you to something, if you're feeling that pull, go with it. Trust him. He will come through. He is a good, wonderful, and faithful God. And as I stepped out, we haven't lacked. My kids get to go to a beautiful school. We are blessed as a family. We still have holidays. 
We're doing great because God is good. It's not just about what you see in the natural. Let him move in the supernatural in your life because he is a good God and I love partnering with him and I love as we step out, great things happen. Matthew 14 is a wonderful story to a degree about Peter walking on water. I don't know about you, but I've never seen anyone in real life walk on water. Have we got anyone here? I remember being at a party a number of years ago, uh, connecting with a, f- a guy who's become a really good friend, a, a gentleman called uh, Kevin Liu. He's a, he's a pastor. And uh, we sat there in this party one night, and we pretty much spent half the night looking at YouTube clips of people walking on water or running on water. These videos were so real. It, I got hooked. I'm like, man, they're doing it. They actually have a name for it. It's called liquid mountaineering. And there were these people saying, you know, if you just hit the water at the right angle, if you've got the right shoes and if you've got enough speed, and literally on this video you see these guys, and they make a few steps and they're watching this. I was watching Mythbusters the other day and uh, all my dreams have been shattered because it wasn't true and you can't actually do it. But, you know, walking on water. But here we have this story in Matthew 14 where Peter, where Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat. He walked on the water and came to Jesus. But look at verse 30 and 31. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And as I was reading this this week, I was thinking, Peter's, he's like the first human apart from God to walk on water. Yet Jesus doesn't give him the, oh, you had a good crack. Oh, you you did it for a few steps. Oh, you've just set a world record. You're doing good. He's like, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And as I read that, I started to think, I think sometimes in life we, we're going along and we've done some steps, but it's not a step of faith, it's steps of faith. And sometimes we've got to keep going. We've just got to keep moving in this. We might have stepped out before and heard the Lord call us to something. We, we did it and it was big and it was bold, but... With God, it just seems to be His way that He wants us to keep going. He wants us to continually be moving forward in these things. We don't just go, okay, I've done it now. Lord, I moved from Eleanor to Dundas and I'm serving you and I'm done. No, there's more for me. That story about my wife before, that inspires me. Like, what's my next step? How am I going to keep going in faith? What am I believing for? in my life, with my family, with our church, with our outreach. What am I believing for? I think we all got to go to God and say, what's next? What what can I partner with you? What are you saying to me? Uh, Where do I go? Where do I just, I need to keep going forward. And I just love in life when you're there and you're asking the Lord something. Lord, I want to take more steps. Do you know what? As you start to do this, he'll, He'll tell you. He will guide you. But it's steps. We're moving forward. It's one after the other. It's one after the other. Might lead a different way to when you start out, but that's good. 
but we serve the Lord, we love the Lord, we take steps of faith day after day after day, and it's how we live, it's how we're going to get momentum in life and achieve great things for Him and His kingdom. We take steps, we go forward, it is exciting, we turn on, as Pastor Phil says, we turn on the switch of faith here today, we turn it on tomorrow, we keep moving forward, let's live this life for all it's worth, let's not be someone who goes and gives up, let's keep going, because life, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, do you know Usain Bolt, the fastest human ever, he takes 41 steps or strides to win a 100 meter race, but a marathon runner, some of them will take over 50,000 steps to complete that race, it's not the 41-step race. We keep going. We keep taking steps with our spouse, with our kids. We just keep moving in faith because I know as we do it, God will come through. We move. We move. We move forward in Him. Why don't we just close our eyes, bow our heads right now. Father God, we just thank you for who you've been for us. And we just ask, Lord, that for each of us here today, we wouldn't just do a step of faith in life. We would do steps of faith. And we would do them frequently. We would trust in you. We would move with you knowing as we go, you go. As we draw near, you draw near to us. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, that you are speaking to hearts here, that we would hear what you would call us to go for. That if there's steps to be making, maybe it's signing up today to join that team, speaking to that connect group leader, I'm going to come this week, starting a connect group, going after some big ticket items in life, I just thank you, Lord. We can trust you. We can go with you. So today, Lord, my heart is that it's not just a sermon with no change, but for each of us, including myself, we would take the steps that you would ask us, that we would be obedient to the call you have for each and every one of us. And while our heads are still bowed, our eyes shut, I just want to give this invitation here today. The greatest step of faith ever in life is the one to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. When I was 12 years of age, I knelt down by a bed in Park Street, Mona Vale, on the northern beaches of Sydney, and I said a prayer inviting Jesus into my life. It was the greatest step I've ever taken. Nothing has and nothing ever will surpass that. And if you're here today and you've either never taken that step or maybe you've once said a prayer, you've invited Jesus into your life, but you know in your heart of hearts the relationship, it's at a distance. You know you've let the most important thing in your life slip away. You're finding yourself here on a Sunday, but Monday through to Saturday, there's just not a lot of connection. You're finding yourself not pursuing Him, not in the Word. And if today you're like that and you want to return to Him, in a moment I'll ask you to raise your hand also. Because today you can make that reconnection here 
amongst family, amongst friends in the house of God. So right now, with eyes shut, heads bowed, if you're here and you'd like to say that prayer for the first time, inviting Jesus into your life, or you've said it before, but you you know there's a distance, it's, you've slipped away and you want to come back to Him right now, if you're in either of those categories, could you raise your hand and say, yes, Hartley, that is me. I need to receive Jesus as my Lord, if it's for the first time, or I want to come back. If that's you here today, raise your hand, I'll see it, and you can put it down. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all say this prayer right now. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. Today I declare he is my Lord, and I'll follow him all the days of my life. I thank you that today... He is number one in my life. I put him there today and forever. In Jesus' name.